Now in studio with us this morning, we have Dixon Aftali, uh, who is the head of Generation Africa, Agra-Africa, and we have Henry Lagat, Partnerships Officer, Generation Africa, Agra-Africa. We're going to break down what that is in just a few minutes. But the reason we're doing this, which is great, and thanks to Githinji for uh, bringing this to my attention, I I get busy and I don't realize important days. Yeah, yesterday, of course, being World Environment Day. Um, <clears throat> and both uh, Dixon and Henry, both of you doing incredible work in your space uh, to get people to start thinking a little cle- more clearly about the climate and the environment. But before you tell us what you're doing, first and foremost, welcome to Capital FM. Thank, Thank you, Farid. It's great to have you with us. Um, and uh, I see here Generation Africa, Agri-Africa. So what does all that mean? Yeah, so thanks, Farid, for, for the opportunity. So so I'll start by talking about Agra because it's the host of Generation Africa. So Agra, uh, organization that was set up by Kofi Annan uh, back in 2006, um, looking at food systems in Africa, uh, looking at uh, agriculture transformation that is inclusive of young people and, and, uh, and, and all uh, smallholder farmers that are older, and uh, looking at uh, adaptation of... Uh, climate change, which is a big issue, and also looking at uh, reducing hunger and also improving malnutrition. Mm. So it's in uh, 12 countries across Africa. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. 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 So, so um, with the issue of youth uh, being a problem, uh, youth employment being a problem, and the issue of agriculture productivity going down due to climate change uh, effects, um, Agra came up with uh, Generation Africa uh, that has also other partners uh, supporting it. And Generation Africa looks at inspiring young entrepreneurs um, across Africa and also farm, uh, strengthening the ecosystem that supports the young people. And that ecosystem involves government, it involves private sector, it involves other development act- actors uh, across these countries. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but but we're talking about youth unemployment as a primary focus for Generation Africa, correct? Yes, yes. The conversation is has been geared around this from campaigning. Yeah. Uh, even if you look at if we go back eleven years to mm-hmm. the first Jubilee uh, administration, yeah. um, there was this issue that was being raised, and we, and it was almost foreseeing that there was going to be a massive gap when it came to youth employment. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lot done to address that, yeah. and hasn't been for the last decade. Mm-hmm. We know that our current president, uh, William Ruto, has made that part of his agenda. We're seeing now in the news every day. It's about youth employment. It's about youth employment. It's about youth employment. Mm-hmm. But what I can say as a layperson who is not in the political sphere is that that's great. Every country in the world that has a youth employment problem is going to say we need to create more jobs for the youth, but there's no solid plan. What you guys are saying, um, I'm not sure which one of you will answer this, is that there can be a solid plan if there are certain things that are put in place. Yeah, yeah. So the solid plan is really important. And and what we've learned about the work of youth, first of all, is to inspire them to come to the world of agriculture. Because uh, the picture that comes to mind is an old person tilling a land. Yeah. Uh, But... At the end, uh, what we realize is that there's a whole value chain um, uh, in agriculture, and that's why we're calling it the food systems, where youth can bring in innovations and technologies and, and can speak their language and do what they do best within the agriculture. So that's the first thing to inspire them to come in. Uh, the second thing is it's important to strengthen the ecosystem that supports the young people. So you have to have conversations with the government so that policies can, can help them. 
so that financial institutions can give them loans that are collateral free for example because they don't have land they don't have collateral and and most banks ask for that when they are they're giving them uh, loans to have incubators and accelerators that can on, not only train them but mentor them and coach them to doing these jobs uh, on a real day because what we've realized for it is that 60% of the startups that uh, are set up uh, in agri space fail before they come into the maturity stage and this is because the ecosystem around them is not supporting them in any way mm. so they're left on their own and and they find it very difficult and drop off mm. yeah but it, it, that's a funding issue and maybe we could throw this uh, t- to you uh, henry as a partnerships officer because i guess this probably falls into more your 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 sphere yeah. um this this issue of startups and because I mean, we, we, we're going to have to go there anyway. Uh, uh, the third industrial revolution is uh, sorry, fourth industrial revolution is happening. Web 3.0 is a thing. AI is a thing. I mean, we were at the same conference recently, yeah. um, uh, which was the AI leaders conference. And there was a lot of agricultural solutions that were presented there as well. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about partnerships, are you going into the private sector when you when you are looking for these partnerships? Ideally, in a perfect world, you should have the support from government, I would imagine. But, you know, we know here that oftentimes it's the private sector that comes in and starts to help solve the problems. And it's usually done with a check. It's not much more than just saying, right, here's some money now. Go and get the work done. Yeah. Um, so as Dixon has said, you know, we've realized um, funding or, or just empowering um, the youth is not enough. So you really need to create that ecosystem. So from our approach that we're doing, we're ensuring that everyone is on the table. So um, number one, we ensure that we work with the private sector to ensure that the resources are there. We ensure um, that there is enough linkage with this youth, you know, so that they can get a sustainable model out of their business. But above this, we also work with the government to ensure that there is an enabling environment of policy incentives so that not only the youth can participate, but the private sector. Mm-hmm. Um, we are realizing, you know, if it's job creation or, you know, for entrepreneurship to survive, then there's need, as you say, for the private sector to be, you know, engaged, actively engaged. And um, we've realized, you know, where the gap is, is that they are not motivated. They do not have enough incentives. So what you're trying to do is to show the government, you know, you can't create these jobs on your own. So why don't you work with these other players, if it's the NGOs, the private sector, the education institutes, to come up with the right policies that will incentivize them to ensure that, you know, they're including the youth, if it's, you know, private sector, backward linkages, um, are they coming up with enough? Uh, programs to empower this youth? Are they doing enough to, you know, if it's passing on their scientific knowledge or the technology so that there's this environment from the government, you know, that is enabling to these other players to take part in this. And you've both mentioned innovation and technology and the importance of it in this space and how the youth are going to bring that. I'm wondering what does that look like and can you give any interesting recent examples that come to mind of this technology and innovation that's happening? Yeah, so um, we, we are finding very interesting. First, first of all, at, in Generation Africa, we have two prize competition programs. Um, w- one is called the Go-Getters mm-hmm. uh, Youth Agripreneur Prize Competition, and another one is called the Peach Agrihack uh, Youth Competition. So so in, in both these competitions, uh, we look at the innovations that, that youth have come up with. Mm-hmm. We look at their business plans uh, because they need to make money, not just innovate and and, <laughs> and not make money. Yeah. We look at the uh, team formation, how how they form a team. They don't need to be a one man uh, 
organization. Uh, uh, organization, but also have uh, other other people supporting them. Uh, we, we look at the market traction. They need to have a market around this. And, uh, and we also look at uh, how impactful they are to the environment and also to the society where they live in. For example, they need to help the smallholder farmers to aggregate their produce and all of that. So we've seen very interesting in innovations over the past four years, uh, ranging from remote sensing solutions that help the farmers to look at their pests and diseases uh, situation on, on the ground, look at their soil fertility on the ground, and, and all these are satellite uh, promoted uh, solutions. Mm. We have seen uh, use of solar to power to bring cold storage, for example, of produce before it goes to the market uh, on aggregation centers. We have seen uh, some young people coming up with a compost box, for example, where all the all the the waste uh, in the farms is thrown in into the compost box and it is turned into liquid compost that wow. is used as fertilizer, Yeah, which is very interesting. I think also what's interesting when I'm hearing you talk about this, you're talking about bringing the youth and like maybe even Gen Z into this space. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier, when you do think about agriculture, you think about maybe older generation <laughs> tiller farms <laughs> and we're a super digitally literate society, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but how do you bridge that gap yeah. with the everyday farmer That's and then these techn question. technological advancements? Be because you have to find the, the, the bridge between the old yes. farmer yeah. and the, the cool, yeah. you know, app using young, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm assuming the three of us are not digital natives. Yeah. I think Sony is a digital <laughs> native. So that person yeah. who has no other, has seen no other life. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very interesting point because when yeah. I think of a farmer, I don't think of a young person. Yeah, that's very true. So, for example, <coughs> uh, Agra and uh, Microsoft has come up with a product called AgriBot. So this is a SMS-based solution that helps the farmer to just get information about the weather patterns and, and what they need to plant in the area where they're in and all of that. So this agribot will definitely be operated by the young people, for mm -hmm. example, but it has to speak to the farmer because uh, that's why it's an SMS-based and not right. a USSD or an app solution mm -hmm. where the farmer can just send a quick SMS like seed to a small short code number and get information. Uh, so, so you find that uh, the mostly the young people come in between the farmer and the market, okay. and they have to speak the farmer language and also speak uh, what the market. the market is asking for. Uh, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll take a break. When we come back, the, the, the other side of that question is: Can the old farmer speak the digital language of the youth? Because you're going to have to find a way for that person to interact with that technology anyway. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. let's be honest: most of those guys don't even have smartphones. Forget you know, True. apps, you know what I'm saying? But we'll yes. come back and talk about that. 98.4 Capital FM We're joined in studio today by Dickinson Naftali, the head of Generation Africa, Agra Africa, and Henry Lagat, the partnership officer, Generation Africa and Agra Africa. Welcome to studio, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to, to be here talking with you. We're talking a little bit about uh, youth employment and how the youth can bring innovation and technology into this space. But we also were off air talking a little bit about plastic and plastic waste locally. And I was wondering if you could speak to the plastic waste in Africa and yeah. uh, talk a little bit about solutions here about how we can continue to be plastic free. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, So you realize that uh, Africa as a continent produced 5% of the world's plastic waste. Wow. And, and the continent is also home to 16% of the world's population. So meaning that uh, the waste per capita is still high. Mm -hmm. um, only 9% of this plastic waste in Africa is recycled. 
meaning that 92% of it ends up in landfills, waterways, and oceans. Wow. So this uh, injures our population. You know, for example, fish has been a delicacy here in, in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And this is because it's very expensive. This is because the plastic that is thrown into the waters, the oceans and the water bodies, uh, affects the fish there. So that's just uh, an example right there. So, but so the... The, the, it's a bigger uh, discussion where the government needs to come up with proper waste management uh, solutions so that we move from barring and burning of plastic to recycling it and composting it. Uh, but we have seen young people uh, in Generation Africa competitions coming up with very interesting innovations. For example, this young man in uh, Uganda. Uh, Uganda produces a lot of banana. Mm -hmm. So he uses the banana pseudostem uh, which is wasted anyway, and uh, a bit of cassava starch to do the binding of it and uh, produce very interesting biodegradable uh, packaging solutions. Cool. So he's producing the fruit and vegetable trays uh, from, from these products mm -hmm. uh, that are biodegradable. He produces uh, uh, takeaways, uh, food takeaways, uh, uh, boxes, mm -hmm. disposable plates, mm -hmm. and this is a direct replacement of what plastic would have done. And and you know we know the problem of uh, plastic uh, waste. Yeah, and do, and do you feel like there's an appreciation of yeah. this biodegradable uh, material and yeah. people wanting? Because I I understand sometimes biodegradable material might be a little bit more expensive than plastic. Yeah. Right. So yeah. for maybe if it's a restaurant with a takeaway container, yeah. they might have to pay a few more shillings to stock their restaurant with biodegradable material. Do you find that there's still that appreciation? Yet? Yeah. So so this is the appreciation that needs to come in from government policies from even taxes and and even just the boost of these innovations like for example this young man was our winner last year for the Pichagaha competition mm -hmm. so he walked home with 50 million uh, 50,000 USD wow yeah just to continue doing what he does and to boost his his business and we need to have this continuing Absolutely. And I, those two competitions sound super interesting. I was wondering if you could give us, maybe if somebody's listening and they're thinking, oh man, you know, I'd mm -hmm. like to innovate in this space. Yeah, yeah. Or they possibly, you know, this is an in, ingenious yeah. region. You're talking yeah. about Uganda, yes, even yes. here, technology led. Yeah. We're definitely, you know, leading the continent. There are people with great ideas, but yeah. absolutely no outlet. Yeah. Well, where do they get funding? You can come up with a great idea, you can start it, and then all of a sudden you run out of cash and these things are just thrown away. You guys are making these dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have two competitions and they're currently open. So mm -hmm. in case there's any youth who feels, you know, they have, um, you know, an innovative solution that they feel could win. And when um, you say youth, what's that age bracket of? Um, so for go-getters, it's 18 to 35. For okay. Peter Griak, 18 to to 40 years. Yeah. Oh, that's still me. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> What if it's a really good idea and you're slightly <laughs> above the no, yeah. but, but, but there is an opportunity. You guys are offering that opportunity. This yeah. banana story from Uganda is such mm. a cool idea. Yeah. And I guarantee you there are so many more uh, solutions like this. Yeah. You guys are talking about farming, agriculture, and biodegradable products, but you brought up something very interesting, and that's waste in the ocean yeah. uh, or, or water mm -hmm. bodies. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that has to be addressed because this yeah. is actually going to this this is catching up with us much faster than anything else. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is worried. Yeah. 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 So. There's a lot of waste coming on, you know, from Africa going into the ocean, and um, and and just going back to your point, um, I think we need to relook really at how we look at statistics when it comes to young people. Um, 
the current narrative is that you know youth are not in agriculture um but you know from our experience we've realized that youth are in agriculture yeah mm-hmm. and it's just that they are not really interested in the on farm operations yeah so right. they're off farm so when you look at you know waste management using you know um as Dixon had said you know satellite technology to do um smart uh, or advice you know the smallholder farmers on um smart farming um we have had really good success stories um the year um that was in 2021 our winner you know she's called Tracy from Kenya mm-hmm. so what she's doing she's trying to reduce waste um uh post production waste in the livestock sector so what she has done she set up a freeze um solar powered uh uh cooler containers in markets so if you go to Marikiti you'll find her if you go to Bama you find her and what people do you know it's pay as you go so at the end of the day you slaughtered your livestock yeah they did, you you were not able to sell it so yeah. what she does you you know you take it to her container you pay at uh, 10 shillings per kg and then the next day you're able to do you know go back to the market and sell right. so that way we're able to reduce posts harvest losses among other success stories and you know the youth are engaged they're innovative what they need is support and that's why we do what we do at generation africa and agra That's incredible and I I cut you off earlier but you were talking about these competitions 18 to 35 for one 18 to 40 what are the prize money's like and is it all o- throughout Africa or is it focused in Kenya maybe yeah, talk about so that a we bit. we are currently in 52 mm-hmm. um the footprint for generation africa competition so the go get as a entrepreneur prize competition uh the winner takes home 50,000 USD wow one man one one lady and then we have four impact award winners um who then we just look at their stories and then we see then how how are they impacting their community and then how do you award that as for the pitch agri hack it's basically focused around digital technology in agriculture the winner we have three t- categories so we have the mature businesses we have the women led and then the startups um the winners take home um uh 10,000 USD wow. and the runner up takes 5,000. Amazing. Yeah. Quick question here. I I I don't know we're getting to the end of this, but I I'm curious to know, you know, you, you we've seen you guys are doing incredible work. Let's start with that. Incredible work. And obviously, as you mentioned earlier, you're doing the job of what, you know, government bodies should be doing to incentivize the youth to create employment and you're bridging that gap with the help of your partners which are I, I'm assuming are coming mostly from the private sector, which is great. Yes. What is the impact you've seen so far and what does that 3 to 5 year plan kind of mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you guys have projections of how many jobs mm-hmm. you want to create how much money goes into the employment sector for youth etc what does that plan look like Yeah so so the plan is uh, first of all to showcase success stories to young people young people do not invest where they don't see a light and a short span uh, in in projection so these competitions for example um, you know they they have a build up top 24 top 12 and and those really promising businesses we incubate them we train them we mentor them and we link them to finance so that they can become champions of the others in mm-hmm. their countries mm-hmm. so that's one big thing that we want to show young people that there are those that have succeeded and they've done it and they can give their stories and share with the larger mass of young people who are hesitant about coming into agriculture. Yeah. The second thing is um bringing ecosystems 
together from the private sector to support the government in this journey and making the Ministry of Youth in every country the main streamer of employment within their country. Uh, the ministries of youth many times are linked with ministries of sports or ministries of culture mm -hmm. and they really miss out on that element of youth and how youth can benefit. So there, for example, got back to the other ministries within the government, Ministry of Agriculture, uh, to bring in uh, the funding for, for these young people and young innovations. They go to ICT to make sure that digital technologies are part of these solutions. They go to the Ministry of Trade to make sure that young people who want to export do cross-border trading and export their produce are, are part of this. Mm -hmm. They speak to education institutions. Education institutions' curriculums are getting old, turning yellow in color. The papers <laughs> are turning yellow in color. <laughs> They're not helping uh, young people to be job ready. The jobs that are there for agriculture are very different from the, what they're training in their schools, the TVETs and all of that. But they're also not tackling climate change and environmental degradation mm -hmm. either exactly. because it's completely outdated, the curriculum. That is very true. So today the climate is a big issue. That curriculum does not understand that trade. Mm. So very important. Financial institutions, they need to come up with data-driven lending, for example. If, uh, if there's an off-taker taking from a young person who's supplying them, that already is enough collateral for them to give a credit. To, to the young people um, and, and all the other uh, players in the market need to speak to where the, the correct give the correct interventions and the correct policy reforms that will support the youth to come into work so this is our agenda and we are looking at uh, the next five years for governments to be very organized to coordinate the rest of the players yeah. to make sure that youth problems climate problems are resolved yeah. And if people want to get in touch with you guys, how do they get in touch with you? Because I know that, you know, you, you, you need help. Exactly. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. be honest. You yeah. need help to make this thing work, right? Yeah. $50,000 prize money doesn't... You guys aren't finding that in the ashtray of your car behind the couch cushions, yeah. right? Yeah. You need help. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you? How, do, how does the private sector get involved in what you're doing? Exactly. So uh, on Tudor, follow us at uh, Go Get Us Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, Go Get Us Africa. On uh, Facebook, Go Get Us Africa and on LinkedIn, Gen Africa. Okay. Wonderful. Great, thank you. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, did you want to add something to that? Yeah, yes, about our ambition. So over the last years, we've seen you know, an increase in terms of the applications we've received from across Africa. So um, right now, we are at over 3,000 per year for each competition, so that's around 6,000. Yeah. Um, under AGRA, we have an ambition of creating 1.5 million jobs in Africa over the next five years. And, you know, we see the biggest opportunity being in um, entrepreneurship around agriculture. So we are coming up with different ways and different models to see then how do you bring the youth on board? How do you support them through? And how do you ensure that there is an, an enabling environment in terms of policy incentive and resources that are available to the youth? Yeah, so for just to mention that our website is genafrica.org and you can write to us through info at agra.org because we are hosted at Agra. All right. yeah. So awesome. if, you, if you're in the corporate sector or you're a youth uh, somewhere somewhere in where Sonny sits <laughs> in both categories, luckily <laughs> for her. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah, Githinji as well. Yeah. Like we said, there are three digital non-natives in this room. <laughs> two yeah. digital natives in this room. <laughs> uh, but, but by all means, get in touch. There is uh, a wonderful opportunity for you to, to, you know, in your way, make a difference uh, and do your part for climate change uh, with 
or without the help. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hammering government today. I'm going to stop right now. Uh, with or without the help of government, with the private sector doing their part. Yeah, but I do love to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Just before you are uh, we part away, there is also another competition which is also looking forward to award the best... Um, like a laureate in terms of the agriculture within the space it's called african food prize as well okay so it's also part of the journey that you can also look in terms of nominating people who are beyond the age of 40 uh -huh. right yeah. so african food prize you can go also on the website to check on it and it will be able to give you also another opportunity to win uh, a huge award in terms of the impact that you're creating. Amazing. All right, that's Githinji in case you're wondering, <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who has been sitting on the sidelines at the right time. But anyway, thank you guys so much for coming in. Uh, happy World Environment Day to you. I know it was yesterday, but uh, thanks for making the time and spending the morning with us. Thank, thank you, you very much, Farid and Sony. Yeah. 98.4 Capital FM.